Thanks for tuning in to the Met Church Podcast. Here at the Met, we are all about connecting people to God and one another. If you have any questions or want more information about what's going on here at the church, then head to our website at metchurch.com. We would love to stay connected with you throughout the week through social media, so be sure to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Now, enjoy the message. Hi, everybody. I wanted to take this opportunity to say thank you for praying for our family uh, during this time when my uh, father went home to be with the Lord. We had a wonderful memorial service, and so many of our staff uh, pitched in to make his service uh, memorable and meaningful to our family. So thank you for remembering uh, us in your prayer. And then also today, I wanted to ask for your prayers for my son, Billy, and daughter-in-law, Whitney. Uh, they found out that they are expecting a child, and then they found out this child has uh, trisomy 18, or trisomy 18, which is a fatal condition for this little one. And so uh, we're just walking through this valley uh, with them as well, knowing at any moment this little one could be gone. So please remember to pray for them. Some of you are aware of this, and I appreciate you respecting their privacy. Some of you have walked through this, and you know what this is like uh, for them. And then I wanna thank you for continuing to pray for Cindy. Many of you are aware of her illness. For those of you who don't know, uh, my wife has a, a terminal a neurological illness. And so we just continue to adjust to new normals each and every day as we, as we deal with this. But the church, uh, you guys are amazing. Our friends have been so faithful and God just cannot fail. And I say all that to say that I feel God is kind of, um, uniquely qualifying me, if we could say that, uh, to bring this next series about how to get through what you're going through. Uh, and so I, th I think I'm qualified to speak on that. Many of you have lost a parent. Many of you have lost a child, a grandchild. Many of you have lost a spouse. And so you may know exactly uh, kind of where we are. And uh, so, but all of us know of someone who's hurting. So this is the series. If you know someone who's going through something, uh, invite them uh, to be a, a part of these services and pray that God will use the messages uh, to encourage people. The Bible says it is the joy of the Lord that is our strength. And in the midst of all of this, I can tell you, we have joy, we have peace, because though we don't understand all God is doing, we know He has a plan, He has a purpose. So we come to church to be encouraged, to be edified, uh, to rejoice, to laugh with friends and family. And so I hope you'll be a part of this next series. God bless you. I'll see you soon. We, we are so blessed to have Bill as our pastor. Amen. He truly is the ultimate example of having faith through every single circumstance. And I believe that this next series that we're going to do is gonna be one of the most powerful, powerful series that we've ever done here at the Met. And you need to be here. And not only do you need to be here, you need to bring somebody with you. Because we all know somebody who's going through something. We all know somebody who's dealing with something, who's been through something. And there's gonna be life change in this series. I can't wait to see what God does in this series. So make sure that you are here. James 1, 2 says that count it all joy 
when you fall into various trials. Now notice, it doesn't say when you walk into various trials, because I believe a lot of us walk into trials on our own doing, on our own decisions. And that's what this series rerouting has been all about. It's been about the fact that when we get off track, God can graciously bring us back on track. But there are trials that you face out of no fault of your own. And James, the brother of Jesus, says when you face those trials, count it as joy. It's not a natural response, is it? I mean, we're, we're joyful when God is doing what we want him to do, right? When, when everything's great in our life, we're, we're, we're all, yay, God. But he says, be joyful when you're facing difficulties. And Bill is certainly qualified to show us why. Because he's gonna tell you that you never go through anything alone. And that God is growing you through what you're going through. And I can't wait to see how God speaks through him in this series. It's gonna be an incredible, incredible series and you need to be here. And you need to bring somebody with you. Now this morning what we're doing is we're concluding the series we've been called Rerouting. And I thought the best way to end this series is to talk about how do we stay on track? I mean, this whole series has been about the fact that we can get off track and then God graciously gets us back on track. But you see, that's not what God wants for us. See, God wants us to have a full life. He wants us to have a great life, a successful life. And as long as we keep running away just to be brought back, we're not having this full successful life. Proverbs 16, nine, it says that it's not until our plans line up with God's plan do we have success in life. So I wanna talk about how to stay on track. And if we're gonna stay on track, we need to understand something I call the principle of the path. The principle of the path. Now a principle is just something that is what it is, okay? It's kinda like gravity, it just is what it is. A principle is not a rule that you follow, it's not something you apply to your life, okay? Because it actually applies to your life whether you like it or not. That's just what it is. It's not, it's not a law that you have to obey or a law that you could break. Although if you don't pay attention to certain principles, they can break you. And you can use a principle for your advantage or for your demise. And it's the same way with the principle of the path. And this principle basically is this. Decisions determine direction and direction determines destination. That's what the principle of the path is. Decisions determine direction and direction determines destination. The decisions you make in life determine the direction you take in life, which ultimately determine where you end up in life. That the choices you make determine the path that you take and where it ends up. The principle of the path. Now here's the good news about this principle. The good news about this principle is you can actually see into your future. You can predict your own future. You ever thought about that, that you could predict your future? Well, you can predict your future when you understand the principle of the path. Some of you have actually come very, very close to this. Some of you have, because you've had decisions. You've been weighing these decisions out. You've been weighing these decisions. You're going, oh, I don't know if I should do this or not. Well, maybe I should. No, I don't know if I should do this. And you go ahead and you do it, and it blows up in your face, and what do you say? I should have seen that coming, right? Should have saw that coming. You were that close to predicting your future. You knew that wasn't the right thing to do, and it blew up. You were that close. Now, you might not be able to predict your own future right now, but let me tell you what you've already done. 
You predicted somebody else's future. We've all done it, and this is how I know you've done it. Because we all have a family member, or we all have a friend, and we've seen the decisions they've been making. We've been seeing the, the, the direction they've been taking their life. And then you find out that their life is in turmoil and it's in a big old mess. And the first thing out of your mouth was, saw that coming. I knew that was gonna happen. You predicted their future. You saw what they were doing, you saw where they were going, and you knew this was gonna happen to them. And the crazy thing is, they don't see it. They don't see it at all. It's like somebody who's coming up to you going, I don't know how this happened. How did this happen? I mean, I'm in so much debt. I don't know how this happened. I don't know what I'm going to do. How did this happen? And you're going, really? You don't know how this happened? New house, new car, new boat, four vacations. You live paycheck to paycheck. You don't know how this happened? We all saw this was going to happen. Every single one of us predicted your future. You're the only one who didn't see it. We saw the direction you were taking your life. Why is it so easy for us to see when somebody else is going in the wrong direction than ourselves? It's easy to see somebody else's life and go, "Mm, that's not gonna work out for you. But we don't see it for ourselves, do we? Or do we? Because I think we do. I think we do see when we're going in the wrong direction. I just think we choose not to look at it. Or we choose to believe that somehow it won't work out for them, but I can make it work. I know they shouldn't be doing this, but I can do it because I'll just kind of skirt around these things. I can make it happen. I know you can't go in that direction, but see, I can because I can make it work. I can fix it. No, you can't. See, I think a lot of us see where we're headed. I think we know where we're headed financially. I think we know where we're headed professionally. I think we know where we're headed academically. I think we know where we're headed in our marriage. I think we know where we're headed in our, our relationships. I think we know where we're headed spiritually. And if it's in the wrong direction, we just choose not to look at it. And then all of a sudden it blows up. We act so shocked. How did this happen? How did this happen? How did I get here? You're going in the wrong direction. There's a lot of you here this morning that you are living in the wrong direction. And you're choosing not to look at it. You're choosing not to believe it. And the reason why you're choosing not to look at it and believe it is because everything's going fine right now. Everything's going fine in your life. Everything's good, yeah. Everything's good. But it's kind of like driving, okay? It's kind of like driving. Have you ever been driving along and you've been driving for a while and then all of a sudden you look around and you realize you're lost? You ever done that before? Well, see, when you figure out you're lost, what you need to realize, you've been lost for a long time. See, if you knew the point that you were lost, all you would have done is stop and backed up and you'd back on track, right? But you've been driving for a long time before you figure out you're lost. And you can be living in a wrong direction for a long time before you start reaping the consequences for that. And that's why you're so shocked. How did this happen? How did this happen? The principle of the path. The decisions you make determine the path you take, which determines your destination. And the only way to change that is to go in a different direction. You might think you can fix it. You can't fix it. You got to change directions. And luckily for us, Jesus talked about this very thing 2,000 years ago. He talked about this 2,000 years ago in a message that we call the Sermon on the Mount. And this was Jesus' most famous message. 
In this message, he details how we need to live our life, the path that we need to take in life, how we need to base all our decisions was in this message. If you haven't read it, you need to. It's in Matthew uh, chapters five through seven. It's required reading. It tells you how to live your life, how to go down the right path. If you're here today and you're not even a Christ follower, read it. It's great stuff to live by. This is great advice. This is how important this is. And then in chapter seven, when he was concluding this, this incredible sermon, he tells us this parable. And in this parable, he kind of lays out the principle of the path. And a lot of you have heard this parable before. And in fact, we've been singing about it all morning. But uh, don't skip ahead, stay with me, because I want to go through this line by line just so you understand what Jesus is saying here. So if you've got your Bibles, why don't you open up to Matthew 7, and we're going to start in verse 24. And this is what he says. He says, therefore, now remember, every time you see the word therefore, you have to ask yourself, what is it there for? It is there because he has just laid out how you need to live your life. He's laid out how to stay on track in life. He's laid out how to make every single decision in your life. He's just put it all out there. And he says, therefore, since I've told you all of this, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice, everybody who hears these words and actually does what I said to do. Because that's what's the problem with so many people who come to church. You come to church and you hear an inspiring message and you go, wow, that was great. I'm so glad I heard it. I'm not going to do anything with it, but I heard it. James 1.22 says, don't be hearers of the word and deceive yourself. Do what it says. See, it's not the hearing that changes your life. It's the doing that changes your life. I hear people all the time, they come and go, oh man, Bill was on point today. Man, he was on point. He was talking to me. I know the room was full. But man, he was talking right to me. I thought he actually looked in my window. I think he peered into my life. He knew what, what I was going through. It was for me. I'm not going to do anything about it, but it was for me. If you want to go in the right direction, you got to do what it says. And it says, when you do that, when you put this into practice, you're like a wise man. What's a wise man? A wise man is somebody who realizes that life is connected. He realizes that life is connected, that the choices I make today determine where I am tomorrow. Realizing that every single decision you've made up to this point in your life has brought you to where you are today. And every single decision you make going forward is gonna show you where you end up. Is a wise man realizes that life is connected. And so that I need to make sure that I make the right choices in life because they determine the direction that I take in life. He says, when you listen and you follow my ways, you're a wise man. You realize that life is connected. You're like somebody who built his house. You've ever built anything? You've ever built anything? We've built a couple of the houses we lived in. And the one thing that we know about building houses, it takes time. It takes time, and that's what he's saying. This isn't an overnight thing. This is a daily thing, that we daily make the choice to follow Jesus' way. I remember going up when the house was being built and you'd go there day after day and it looked like nobody's doing anything. But they were doing something the whole time and that's how it is in your life. You might not see the change just yet, but it's changing you because you're going in a different direction. 
And when he says house, he's talking about your life. He's like building your life, every aspect of your life. There's a lot of you here who has accepted Jesus Christ as your savior, but you've never made him Lord. You've never actually given him your entire life because there's pieces of your life that you still want control over. God, I'm gonna keep this one because there's things that I like to do. There's directions that I wanna go in. It's a piece by piece thing of total surrender, saying I'm doing your way because I wanna stay on track. I'm building my life on you, on the rock, on your word. And the rock signifies the hard way, the costly way, the time, timely way. It's gonna take time. It's gonna cost you something because there's a lot of things you're gonna have to say no to to stay on the right path that he has for you. But then he tells you why this is so important. He goes on, he says, the rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Now you need to understand this. So many people think that, man, once I become a Christ follower and I'm doing what God wants me to do, my life is carefree. Everything is wonderful. I just have, it's all you know, sunshine and roses. It's just great. No, Jesus never said that. John 16, Jesus said, in this world, you'll face trouble. You'll have trouble in this world. But he said, take heart, because I've overcome the world. He's saying, you're gonna have trouble, but guess what? When you're going in the right direction, when you're trusting in me, when you're following my way, the house won't fall. Your problems won't defeat you. Your problems won't overcome you. Your problems won't devastate you that you're gonna stand through everything you face. He says, that's why I want you to go in my direction. That's why I want you to trust me. Because you're gonna face trouble. And if you wanna stand in, through your trouble, you better be standing on me and my word and going in that direction. Because you built your house on the rock. And then he gives us the opposite. He turns around and he says this. He says, but everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice, everybody who hears these words and thinks they're just suggestions, everybody who hears these words and thinks, you know, I'm just gonna pick and choose which one best fits my life. There's a lot of Christians who do that. There's a lot of Christians who go through their Bible and they go, you know, this one really works for me. That one, not so much. I'm gonna just read these things here because it, it's really kind of helped me out. Now these ones, uh, they're a little too painful. They require too much. I'm not willing to give all that. We pick and choose which ones we want to take. And then we're surprised when we're going in the wrong direction. He says, if that's you, if you're just kind of picking and choosing which kind of the, the words you want to listen to and which words you don't want to, he says, you're like the foolish man. And who's the foolish man? The foolish man is the one who thinks that life is disconnected. That what I do today will not affect tomorrow. That the choices I make today have nothing to do where I'll end up tomorrow. That I can do whatever I want right now and it's gonna be okay because I just start all over tomorrow. If this blows up, that's okay. I'll just fix it and I'll do it again tomorrow. He said, that's a foolish man. That's a foolish man who is building his house on the sand. He's building his house the easy way, the convenient way, the 
whatever I feel like doing today way. What is sand? Sand is shifting. And there's so many of us that have a shifting relationship with Jesus. That today we're all about praising Jesus. Yay, Jesus, we love you, Jesus. And then tomorrow we act like we don't even know him. That's a shifting way. And he says, be careful of that. Because that shifting way takes you down the wrong path. And guess what's gonna happen? He says, the rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. There's some of you here this morning who have felt that crash. You felt that crash in your marriage. You felt that crash in your profession. You felt that crash in your finances. And you learned something in that crash, didn't you? You learned that when the house falls, you don't fix it. It can't be fixed. It has to be rebuilt. And it's gotta be rebuilt in an entirely different direction. It's gotta be rebuilt. Have you ever been hurt? I mean, really, really hurt by someone? I mean, they hurt you deeply. And then the person comes to you and asks for forgiveness and you forgive that person. Did that relationship continue from where it left off? Mm -mm. Had to be rebuilt in a different direction because you knew you didn't want to have it crash again. See, so many people are living their life on the definition of insanity. I can keep doing the same thing, but I can get a different result. No, you can't. Jesus is saying no. It's all about the direction you're taking in life. It's all about the choices that you're making. You gotta choose to follow him if you're gonna stay on track. And then it says this, it says, when Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching because he taught as one who had authority and not as their teachers of the law. And what it was saying is these people, when Jesus said this sermon, when he taught to these people, they saw his heart. They saw his heart for all of them. And that's what Jesus wants you to do. He wants you to see his heart when he's telling you to follow me. See, the teachers of the law were saying, listen, these are the rules, you gotta follow these rules, and if you don't follow these rules, God's gotta be happy. But if you follow these rules, then God's gonna be pleased. And Jesus is saying, no, no, no. I want you to follow these rules so that you will be successful, and that's what makes me happy. See, you need to see the heart of God, the heart of Jesus. He's not saying, I want you to do this because this is what makes me happy. He's saying, I want you to go down this road because it makes you successful, makes you have a full life, and that's what makes me happy because I want you to have a blessed life. He's not just throwing out a bunch of things for his own good to say, hey, do this, do this, do this, because he's trying to make it hard on us. He's saying, no, I want the best for you. And you need to understand, that's his heart for you. It breaks to see people living in the wrong direction. God's heart breaks for everybody that is going off track. So how do we stay on track? 
Before we go, I just wanna give you three quick things. Three quick things of how you can stay on track. First thing is, you gotta have commitment. You gotta have commitment. You gotta be committed to going in the right direction, to living in the right direction. Proverbs 16.3 says, commit your ways to the Lord. Commit your plans to the Lord. And he will establish your plans. Line up with him. Say, God, I'm going in your direction. No ifs, ands, or buts. I'm following you. That's my choice. I've already made that decision. I'm committed to doing this. If this is what your word says, I'm doing it because that's the best thing for me. I'm gonna do it. Proverbs 3 Five, we all know this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding. You know what that verse means? That means every day you're gonna face decisions where you're gonna think it's best to do this and God's gonna think it's best to do this. And what it's saying is when you're, uh, what you wanna do is not lining up with what God wants you to do, be committed to God's way. That's what the verse is saying. It's saying make sure it lines up with his. I have a question for you. Have you ever seen anybody in your life come up to you and go, whoo, that was close. I mean, thank goodness I did not do it God's way. Man, I almost stepped into it. God wanted me to do this, and I was thinking I was gonna do it, and I'm like, no, and I didn't do what God wanted. Whoo, and it worked out good. Because man, it would've been a mess if I followed God. It would've been a mess if I followed him. You've never heard that. But you've heard it the other way, haven't you? You've heard the other way. People say, man, if I'd have only done what God wanted me to do, if I'd have only gone the way God wanted me to do, if my decisions only lined up with what God wanted me to do, I wouldn't be in the problems I am right now. Commitment. Commit to going in the right direction every single day. It won't let you down. Second thing you need to have is you gotta have clarity. You gotta see you gotta open your eyes, you gotta look at yourself, you gotta take some inventory, and you gotta see when you're going in the wrong direction. Stop fooling yourself. Stop thinking you're Superman, that you can do whatever you want and everything's gonna work out okay. You gotta see, that's why every single morning, I've told you this before, when I'm in my prayer time, I always say, God, help me to see as you see, do as you do, and say as you say. Every morning, see as you see, do as you do, say as you say. Because I wanna see what God would want me to see clearly. Because I know I'm gonna face with, be faced with so many things that if I saw it the way I wanted to, I'd end up going in the wrong direction. So I said, God, let me see your way. And when I see things your way, I'll do what you would want me to do. And I'll say what you want me to say. Gotta have clarity. Hebrews 12.1, it says, let us throw off everything that hinders and what he's saying is, throw off everything that's stopping you from going in the direction God has for you. That's what he's saying. Throw off any habit, any hobby, throw it off. If you have something in your life that is stopping you from going in the direction God wants you to go, get rid of it. Some of you, it could be a friend or a group of friends. You hang out with these people, and every time you hang out with these people, you go in the wrong direction. Some of you, it could be Somebody you're dating. And they're taking you in the wrong direction. And you're going, yeah, but he's so cute. Not if he's taking you in the wrong direction. Not if he's taking you down the wrong path. 
You gotta get rid of it. That's why your closest group of friends need to be Christ followers. That's why we tell you to be in groups. If you're not in a group here at the Met, make sure you leave with and, and, and go out to the registration desk and sign up for one. It started this past week, but you only missed a week. You can still get in. Be a part of a group. Be a part of a group of people who will help you stay going in the right direction, not pull you in another direction. Now, that doesn't mean you don't have uh, 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 non-Christians as your friends. Yes, you should have non-Christian friends. We're supposed to be a light into the world. They just don't need to be your closest friends, and they don't need to have more influence on you than you have on them. If they pull you further away from God than you are pulling them closer to God, that's the relationship that's hindering you. you got to get rid of it. Let it go, because it's important for you to stay on the path that God has for you. It says, and the sin that so easily entangles. 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says that Satan knows exactly what to dangle in front of you to get your attention, to get you going in the other direction. Knows exactly what to put in there. And when you read that verse, it says that not only does Satan know what to put in front of you, you know what Satan can put in front of you to get you going in the other direction. He's not gonna put anything new. He knows what gets your attention. But what does that verse say? God always gives you a way out. He always gives you a way to keep going in the direction he wants you. You gotta have clarity and see it. Don't follow what Satan's trying to get you off. Have clarity and go in the direction God has for you. He says, let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. He's saying, let us live our life with the finish line in mind. That's what he's saying. Let us live our life with our destination in mind. Stephen Covey, he wrote the uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And one of the things he says that highly effective people do is they decide how they want everything to turn out. They decide how they want everything to turn out. And once they know how they want something to go or how they want their life to go or a business thing to go or whatever, how they figure it out, then they make all their decisions to get to this point, okay? So Stephen Covey said that. He didn't write that. The Bible wrote that. He just made all the money for saying that, okay? The Bible's already said that. Live your life with the destination in mind, with the finish line in mind. It'll keep you on the right path to get where you want to go. And he says, fixing our eyes on Jesus, because Jesus is the perfect example of what we're trying to do. Jesus is the one, remember, he comes fully God, fully man. And he says, not my will, but yours. Remember, in the garden before he goes to the cross, he's saying, God, can we go in a little different direction than this? Can we kind of change this a little bit? but not my will, but yours. Stayed on the path. He's the perfect example. He's the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. That's why we fix our eyes. We see him clearly in everything we do because it's gonna take faith to keep walking in the direction he has for you because you are gonna face things every single day that are gonna try to get you off path. And by faith, I take one more step every day. I keep going in the direction that I wanna go. I keep going where he wants me to go. And finally, the third thing you need to do is you gotta have contentment. You gotta be content in life. See, what gets more people off track than anything else are the not enoughs. The not enoughs. 
my life's not enough, so I gotta go kind of find myself, find a new me. I gotta keep going to find stuff to make me happy because right now I just don't feel fulfilled. It's just not enough. So I keep looking in all these other places to get fulfilled. My stuff isn't enough. I gotta go get more stuff because that'll make me happy because right now what I have is just not enough. So I'm gonna look and go wherever I can to feel good about myself. My house isn't enough. I got a bigger house. I got to get a bigger house. My car's not enough. I got to get a few of them. It's the not enoughs. And what Paul taught, he said that I've learned the secret of being content. And in every, in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether uh, living with plenty or in want, I can do all things through him, through Christ, who gives me strength. What I've found out is when I feel like I'm not enough, I've learned that Jesus is enough. That when I think I don't have enough in life, I look to Jesus and I realize he's enough for me. That all this stuff that I pursue and all these things that take me down these wrong paths don't satisfy me. But Jesus is enough. I've learned that. Paul wants you to learn that. The heart of God is for everybody to stay on track because he wants you to have a full life. He gave his son for you. That's his heart for you. Before we go, I want to tell you a story that I've told before, so you might have heard it, some of you might not. But a while back, um, my wife and I, we went to Las Vegas. Uh, there was a convention there, and if you've ever been to Las Vegas, you know they've got those six-lane highway going from the airport down to the strip, and six lanes from the strip coming back to the airport. It's just this big wave of, of concrete that takes you down to crazy town. And, uh, and so you, you, you take this. Well, when I was driving out of the airport, it was really light. It was a light, light traffic day. There wasn't a lot of people on the road. And so I'm, I'm driving down there, and as I look um, out ahead, real off just in the distance, I see this guy on a bicycle. And he's starting to cross all six lanes of this highway. So I imagine he was just trying to take a shortcut, cross all six lanes, and then I guess he was going to hop the, the medium and then cross the other six lanes to, to get to wherever he was going. And I'm thinking, he's thinking, since it's so light, he could do this. Well, I'm watching him the whole way. I'm adjusting my speed because I'm about the fifth lane over. And I was making sure that I didn't get close enough to him when he was crossing my lane. And as we get closer to this guy and he's coming across, all of a sudden, in the fourth lane just next to me, this limo comes flying past me. I mean, just flying down the road. And I predict the future. I turned to Cole and I said, they're gonna hit each other. And sure enough, this bicycle T-bones this limo. This guy goes flying into the air. I've never seen anything like it. It was unbelievable. He goes flying in the air. I immediately stop the car. We're calling 911. He crashes to the ground. I get out. I see if there's anything I can do. He's laying there unconscious. He is alive. He's got a big gash in his head. He's bleeding all over the, the road. And we're just standing over him, waiting for the ambulance to show up. 
And some other people would stop the cars as well and we're just standing around this guy. And I tell you this story because do you think at any time that I'm standing over this guy that I'm thinking to myself, he got what he deserved. I mean, he didn't go the right way. I mean, you, you don't cross a highway. That's not the path. You need to go and find a place you can actually cross. I mean, so really, he just got what he deserved sitting here, laying there on the ground. Do you think that ever crossed my mind? No. It never crossed my mind. My heart was for this guy and what was gonna happen to him. And I'm a flawed man. I'm a sinner saved by grace just like the rest of you. And if that was my heart for this person that I don't even know, what do you think is the heart of your heavenly father when he sees you living in the wrong direction? It breaks his heart. He wants the best for you. Now how this story turned out is the guy actually came to before the ambulance got there. And we were just trying to get him down. Stay down, stay down. We've got help on the way. Everything's coming. It's gonna be okay. You just stay. He didn't wanna have anything to do with it. He's kind of pushing us out of the way. He goes back across the six lanes, disappears into the desert. Never saw this guy. I don't know what happened. And I tell you that to say, don't let that be you. When you see you're living in the wrong direction, get what you need to get going in the right direction. That's what we are as a church. To help everybody stay in the right direction, do the right thing. Because God wants you to have a great and successful life. And it's the principle of the path that when you choose to decide to do what he wants you to do, it gets you in the right direction to the right destination. That's his heart for you. Be committed to it. See that clearly and realize that Jesus is more than enough. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we do thank you for the fact that you always welcome us back when we get off track. And God, it is not our desire to break your heart when we go off and our life falls apart because of our choices. And so God, we just thank you so much for your word. We thank you for the fact that you want us to have a full life. And you've laid out the path for us to have that full life. And so God, we just ask you give us the courage to walk that path every day. To throw off everything that tries to get us to change our ways. To see you clearly in everything we do so that every choice brings us closer to you. We thank you for always being there for us, God. And if there's anybody here this morning or anybody listening that doesn't know, doesn't have a relationship with, with Jesus, 
And you're finally now realizing, man, I've been living in the wrong direction my whole life. That's why everything keeps blowing up in my face. That's why things just don't work out. If that's you, Jesus is saying, open up your heart to me. Open up your heart to me right now. Right where you're sitting. Just say, God, I want to do it your way. I've been doing it my way my whole life, and I'm ready to do it your way. I believe you love me so much. I believe that you sent your son to die on the cross for me. And I believe you raised him again, and now I have life in him. And I want to give my life to you. I want to start going in your direction. I want to trust you with my life, not myself. I don't put my, my life in your hands. If you believe that, if you've given your heart to Jesus Christ, you're ready to walk that road. You're ready to build your house on the rock. God, help all of us that have given our hearts to Christ to keep building our house on the rock, keep going down that path. Because we want to glorify you. And we want to receive all the blessings that you have for us. We love you and we praise you. And we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. If you've got any prayer needs, we've got people who would love to pray with you and, and uh, talk to you about anything you have going on. Be back next week. This is going to be one of the most powerful series we've ever done. And you better bring somebody with you because you all know somebody needs to be here. You have a wonderful week. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today with us. If you have any questions or prayer requests, please contact us so that we can follow up with you this week by visiting metchurch.com. We look forward to seeing you again next week.